0: Ball's knocked out of his hands, it bounces around, and I think Denver's got it! Vaughn Miller again! Curry, way down to... Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry! Go and Malloy! Simone's got
1: enough gold medals at home. Someone give this girl a crown. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. It's out of here! Bartolo has done it! The impossible has happened.
0: Welcome to BNA Sports Podcast. I'm your host Brian, and my co-host is Ashley. How are you, Ashley?
1: I'm great, Brian. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. There's uh, sports again in the world. I'm really excited about that. So that's a lot of a lot of good things going on. Some big news this week, if you wanna if you wanna call it that. Um, as the NHL gets ready to. Uh, start up their season again next weekend there's going to be five games a day that are going to be broadcast across nbc networks that's going to be so much Mm -hmm. hockey as an avalanche fan i'm uh i'm pretty excited about it because we get that special round robin where if we don't win it's not the end of the world so that'll be That'll be good. But big news from hockey is they just announced their 32nd team. Now, we knew that a team was coming to Seattle, but we didn't know who or what the name was. And they've officially announced them as the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Ashley, do you have any thoughts on on the team name, the Kraken?
1: I think it's actually an awesome name for Seattle, especially being, you know, right there on the coast and Mythical Sea Creature. I think that's a great name for an NHL
0: team from Seattle. Yeah, I'm becoming more and more of a fan of a team name that isn't a plural of something. So think the Miami Heat um, or something like that, the Kraken. I just think it's, it's pretty cool. I do really like the color scheme that they came up with, kind of an icy blue and a navy blue with some cherry red accents. I don't care much for the sweater that they unveiled. Um, the logo's a little bit plain for something that, especially in Seattle, they usually go all the way out there with lime green and Uh and all that kind of stuff well that sounded a little uh menacing you're not a fan of the lime green
1: I cannot stand the lime green but when we get to the NFL we will we can I will be able to discuss my feelings of the Seattle Osprey
0: I don't love the the lime green bright lime green jersey but the lime green accents uh it works for me but regardless I uh I think we can all agree that the Kraken will probably play their home games in what will be referred to as the Crack House. So, fun, but... uh, is that your uh, yeah joke
1: of the day?
0: It it very well could be. I didn't come up with it, but I uh, I I will re- I will refer to that stadium as nothing else. So, but there is uh, not some great news from the NFL world. They did cancel their entire preseason. Um And they also limited training camp rosters to 80 people, which that really affects a lot of fringe NFL players that are just trying to make a roster, get their chance. That's really going to hurt a lot of them. So that's a bit of a bummer. I understand why they have to limit it to 80. That's a lot of COVID-19 tests and all that kind of stuff that they're going to be having to, having to do all, all the time, but no preseason, the regular season is going to get off to a really rough start if it starts on time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Everybody's had their feelings about preseason, whether they need to shorten it, not have it. Um, We're definitely going to get to experience that not having it. And I think I kind of like the preseason. Um, I do think it needs to be shortened. That preseason, we're kind of, you work the kinks out a little bit um, before you head into that regular season. You kind of get that last look at what your roster is possibly going to be. So um, the downside is we might see a little bit more heavy injuries. Going into that um, the full season because of that limited of because of not having that preseason game and limiting the practice.
0: I'm with you. the The preseason, I don't necessarily think we need to cut it short by two games just to add two regular season games. Um, The stupidest thing to me in the world is the fact that preseason football costs the same as regular season football. It's super super frustrating. The start of the season is going to be so so rough, but we'll see. That maybe not giving these athletes enough credit. So we'll see how it goes. The MLS is back tournament, still hate the name. They kept going this week. That does not mean that the quality of soccer improved by any stretch of the imagination. But the positive stuff coming out of the wide world of sports complex in Orlando, Florida, regarding the MLS is back tournament is they're not seeing any outbreaks of, of COVID-19, um, which gives me a lot of hope for this basketball tournament going on, um, as well as baseball still has They're up against it with having to travel from city to city. That's going to be a little bit hard, but the MLS is back tournament. Like I said, quality of soccer is not, not high, but now we're into the round of 16 Um, and good news for you, Ashley, Orlando city soccer club, one group a, so that's exciting. And then their first round, their first round matchups against Montreal. So uh, that team shouldn't really be there either. So some good things going on there for Orlando city for sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm very proud of the boys. We just have to see what continues. But I 100% agree. It's very promising this bubble that MLS has going on with the negative tests. And like you said, with the NBA, um, with the bubble, it's very, it's nice to see that they are doing what they can do to, you know, have sports, you know, even though fans can't be there, that we're able to still watch sports and have some sort of get back to normal.
0: Yeah, from here on out, the MLS uh, is back tournament is single elimination, uh, knockout stages, so just the bracket style. As much of a break as Orlando City got getting Montreal in their first game, they will play the winner of Seattle and LAFC, uh, arguably <laughs> the two best teams in the MLS, so that that was a rough draw uh, from that standpoint. So I do expect Orlando City's season to come to an end no later than the quarterfinals, but you never know. Like I said, the quality of soccer, not high, so... Maybe LAFC Seattle isn't exactly uh, as high as it is, but we can all be happy Atlanta United is not in the tournament at all after playing three games, scoring zero goals. That was not a high high performance from them. In the Premier League, there is one game left in the season for everybody, and it's like the uh, Premier League gods smiled upon us because we've got some really good matchups this weekend. Um, As I talked about last week, the top four teams – from the Premier League qualify for what's called the UEFA Champions League. And that is a big, big deal in regards to money and prestige and everything across Europe. And in the table, um, the table actually is what the soccer aficionados call the standings. So on the table is Manchester United is third. Uh, Chelsea is fourth. Leicester City is fifth. And Wolverhampton Wolves, they are in sixth. And we actually get this weekend, we have three versus five and four versus six. Wolves are out from being able to qualify for Champions League, but they can still qualify for Europa League. If you really care enough about that, you can research that. I'm not going to bore everybody else. But three versus five and four versus six. So a lot of real big games on the line this weekend with only one game to play. But we are uh, starting to see the emergence even more of Christian Pulisic uh, this past weekend. He had an amazing, incredible uh, assist and as well as a goal in the game against Liverpool. Chelsea did lose 5-3, but Christian Pulisic has all the momentum in the world going into next season, which is a good thing for U.S. soccer. I'm excited about that. Leeds United did win the championship, so they're going to be in the Premier League next year for the first time since I believe it was 2004. So Ooh. big things going on for that fan base as well. But soccer is in full force. They did just announce this morning the next Premier League season will begin in September uh, instead of the normal August. So their uh, guys are going to have two months off instead of the normal May to August uh, time frame. But they're going to be back to it. And there's one more thing going on in the Premier League. Uh, Manchester City, just this past week, they had a ban. They were banned from the Champions League and all international competition, or excuse me, UEFA competition in Europe for the next two years because they were, uh, financial fair play rules had been breached, um, but they just came back and reversed that decision this past week. So Manchester City no longer has, has that ban, which really hurt. Wolves that we were talking about, because they would have actually been fifth instead of sixth, which which makes a big difference. But Manchester City at a baseline, they were in trouble because they rules are they rules state that a team can only spend what they make in revenue and the owner can't pump in any extra money. Yeah, right. Like that doesn't ever work. No team in the Premier League is doing that. Um, So they were trying to make an example of Manchester City. And I think they realized how much of a mistake it was. As as exciting as it would have been to not have Manchester City involved, for me, they I think they made the right decision on reversing that financial fair play rule. So that's a that's a good, good thing for Manchester City. So congratulations to them.
1: Well, that's really I mean, I didn't know about that. That is very interesting that it's all based on what
0: revenue they bring in. It's supposed as, to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, supposed can to be. Can you imagine? If, yeah. So, I mean, I we can have this debate another time, but it's basically they're trying to salary cap it to where... But if the owner couldn't put in any extra money, like Manchester City, nobody in in English soccer would be at the level there are. So it was it was the right decision for sure. All right, we talked about the success of of on field play from a tournament standpoint at the MLS's back tournament, the ESPN Wide World of Sports. Just 100 feet next door on the other side of the wall, there are some basketball courts set up at ESPN Wide World of Sports, and they've started playing scrimmages for the NBA return, which does return on July 30th, so this coming Tuesday. Ashley, did you get a chance to see that court that they have set up? They have three identical setups um, at three of the the field houses at ESPN Wide World of Sports in Orlando. Uh, Did you get a chance to see those, those courts?
1: Yeah, I've gotten to see the courts. Um, Of course, I was watching my Magic take on the L.A. teams, which, you know. (laughs) So, but those courts are just beautiful. I mean, I wasn't sure what those courts were going to look like. I have seen them in person during regular basketball games. And I knew they weren't going to look like regular, you know, typical basketball courts. But I didn't realize how good the NBA was going to make these courts look.
0: The courts, for me, are a little bit plain, to be 100% honest. Um, they do say Black Lives Matter right across the top, so the NBA is making a statement there. So that's, uh, that's a cool thing that they added added to the courts. But the the court itself, I was hoping for a little bit more. Part of it, I just wish the sideline was maybe all black instead of just that thin black line to mark the out-of-bounds. I just think it would be a little bit more aesthetically pleasing, but the the black outline on the court might have just made it just too dark because that room they're playing in is very, very dark yeah. with all those video screens that they have set up. It really looks like they're playing basketball inside of a television yeah. studio. I'm happy the NBA is is putting everything they can into the television product. Without fans, it's gonna look very different. We might as well get far more of a television product on the court. Now I don't know how much I mean yeah. hey it's a Denver Nuggets home game. Let's put Nuggets all over these All over these video boards like that makes them the home team like that's an advantage of some sort. I don't know, but um, they had a full announcer. They had all kinds of stuff. So it was it's really cool to look at. I really like it. Like I said, it looks like a television studio. But if we're gonna put on just a straight television product, the camera angles were awesome. They have plexiglass all around the scorer's table. The benches look weird because they're also spread out. It's funny to me that a player will come off the court leaning up against the guy, and then go and sit six feet away from from everybody else, even yeah. during a timeout. It's really it's it's just an odd odd look. But overall, I'm very happy with what the NBA did. I wish the court was a little bit flashier, but I also expect take the NBA Finals for example an NBA final specific court. I don't think we're going to be seeing only this court the entire time. Um, so they may be able to do some cool stuff. They've still got three months to pull that off. So
1: Yeah, it is. Um, as I was watching it, it was it was trying to hear because you're we so used to watching the games on TV and hearing the fans chanting, cheering, you know, booing. So I was trying to pick up how are they doing the background? Does they still have the typical music that you hear at every basketball game, whether you're at the Lakers or you're watching the Heat. But you can actually, I was hearing the go defense when um, the Clippers had the ball. It's very cool how they're still giving the players, and like and you said, the viewers that NBA experience of watching the game, being in the game um, without being completely dead silent. You can still, You get to hear the players a little bit more over the announcers, but they still have the music defense but it was it's very cool. I love the screens. kind of wondering who's gonna get all this stuff when it all breaks down if NBA's keeping it moving it to some place, or is Disney gonna I'm just it. I'm
0: just <laughs> down the road I'll take I'll take something I'll take one of those video boards at least
1: right <laughs> those are nice.
0: The only game I was able to catch was a was a Brooklyn Nets scrimmage um, and they were losing to. Who, who were they? Play- oh, they were playing the Pelicans and they were losing by like 30. It was it was horrendous. But the poor Nets, man, like they just couldn't even find players to fill out their roster, let alone worry about winning any games. But I, I don't were they pumping in crowd noise to the broadcast?
1: I didn't see it, but these are, um, you know, these aren't the true game. maybe when the scrimmages, the, yeah. the, scur- the scrimmages were going on when the real games were playing, maybe they will have that crowd noise. But this time they did it, you can just see all the boards you can see let's go clippers. I saw them going let's go magic. So it's cool because they don't really have a home away team kind of feel going on. There's an MLS that had the people that were having the fans record the season hit tickets, you know, record themselves so they could pump it into the stadium. So
0: I Yeah, the MLS know. is putting up Zoom videos of their fans on the video boards and stuff like that, but it's kinda weird because the camera cuts it off. Like it's only for the players to see. It's kinda weird.
1: Okay. But hopefully they'll have at least the cheering. So, um, you know, that pumps up the players regardless of the sport that always gets them feeling good. So hopefully they can do something like that for them.
0: I don't know if they're pumping in. I know they're pumping in, in baseball, they're pumping in crowd noise into the stadium a little bit. Um, I will say that I am not a fan of pumping in crowd noise to the television broadcast. Don't lie to me. Like I know (laughs) nobody's there, especially in baseball, they're using the video game engine for MLB, the show where they're they're just playing what the crowd noise would be during a baseball game and they're able to, oh, it was a strike for this team and the crowd reacts as such. The problem is is if I'm watching the Oakland A's in the middle of a in the middle of the night one night and there's there's a couple thousand fans at the game anyway. Like I'm used to watching Oakland A's baseball in silence. Like this is nothing new. Now all of a sudden every game sounds like a postseason game. I I just don't I don't care for the pumped in crowd noise on my broadcast most of the broadcasts are doing pumped in crowd noise and you can go to the app to watch the the straight version now i think the nba especially they're going to be pumping in something because there's a lot a lot of ambient noise and on court conversations you can hear that the nba does not want the average Mm -hmm. fan, especially the average fan at the age of 12 to hear so there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff going on there the nba is smart They'll figure it out. Like I said, I don't know what I expected from these courts, but it does not look anything like I thought it was going to look like.
1: No, and it is weird seeing the players sitting six feet apart behind each other when normally they're on the benches sitting next to each other discussing either, hey, what about this play? You should do this. Or, you know, discussing, you know, what they're doing tomorrow. Uh, But now they're six feet apart and they're just, really just focused on what is going on in front of them, really not talking to each other as much.
0: Well, moving on to our main topic for this episode, Ashley, baseball is back. Not back without a little bit of a rocky start. We had the first game on Thursday um, between the Nationals and the Yankees, and that game ended just after five innings because of inclement weather in the area.
1: That is true baseball fashion. Of course, the first game would have a rain (laughs) sweat.
0: Yeah, they I mean, it is it is what it is. They were interviewing Rob Manfred on the uh, on the broadcast and there's all this lightning behind him. I'm like, holy cow, that's close. Like they got to end this game. But I think you're going to see this season, a lot of games end after five or six or seven innings with with rain delays. MLB is just not going to wait it out. They're just going to have to call games early. They don't really have time to make up any rain delay games, anything like that. So you're going to see a lot of compared to times previous, but you're going to see a lot of games ending before nine innings are up when there's a rain delay involved. So that's going to be a fairly normal thing. In the middle of the game last night, they announced a groundbreaking change to the playoff format. Um, They're saying just for the 2020 season, I think when they see the revenue that comes in with having extra playoff teams, extra playoff games, especially when fans can attend, I don't think there's any way Major League Baseball goes back to a five-team per league format i think it's going to jump from 10 to 16 teams permanently but how they're going to do it is they're going to be 16 playoff teams eight from each league top two in each division will qualify now that's something that could change Um, that top two in each division does seem specific to this season because you're pretty much playing only divisional games and a few interleague games but um, the top two in each division will qualify and then the next two best records um, so probably two third place teams from the, uh, from the divisions will also qualify for the playoffs. And then they're going to have a one versus eight, two versus seven, three versus six, four versus five matchup in the playoffs in the first round. That's going to be a best of three series. And all three of those games will take place at the higher seated teams ballpark instead of having to travel at that point. And then they'll move on to the regular playoffs where it'll be four teams. Um, and that'll be a best of five. They will travel from ballpark to ballpark. Then I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Major League Baseball plays an entire postseason in some sort of bubble like the NBA is doing right now. I would not rule that out.
1: Yeah, um I agree. I when I think traveling from city to city based on for the playoffs, I think that's very dangerous because of the bubble keeping everybody And even if you're you know, not having the family around them, um, I think they, you know, everybody knows the baseball is the first one to talk about this bubble. Everybody mocked them. Then now you see MSL back, and then you also see the NBA in a bubble. I, I believe MLB is going to have to eventually go into a bubble if they hope to have a full 60-game season, and I use that with air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, still,
0: I still kind of laugh at the M- MLB bubble idea just because 30 teams in one city, MLB rosters are so much bigger than MLS or NBA rosters like it's not even funny and then some people talk about football being in a bubble no way like Mm -hmm. no there's not enough hotel rooms in the world to to do that so that would be really hard to keep all those teams separated but I think again when you get down to 16 teams in the playoffs then Major League Baseball could potentially pull off a bubble they would have to postpone a little bit and they don't want to do that right now the city this the playoffs are slated to not go into November. Nobody likes when baseball goes into November. So so that'll be interesting. I wouldn't rule it out, uh, but let's see how these next two months go before before that happens. But an expanded Major League Baseball playoffs gives me hope as a Rockies fan that I can kind of sneak in there and, and we'll see what happens. But that's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll see how we'll see how those major league baseball expanded playoffs look seven of the eight opening first round playoffs that did not exist. Seven of the eight are going to be broadcast on ESPN and the eighth is going to be broadcast on Fox. Um, the players are getting $50 million of this expanded revenue. So that's going to be a, a good thing for them. That was really what the hangup was on all this. Anyway, the owners finally gave into that, that $50 million wish for the expanded playoffs. So Good things there, it makes baseball season. There's just nothing quite like the hope that comes with an opening day, even when you know your team isn't great, so. The
1: one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, This game is a part of our past, Ray.
0: It reminds us of all that once was good, and it could be again. But baseball actually comes with a lot of good, fun players. Major League Baseball does give out MVPs to each of the leagues. Um, So I want to hear, Ashley, who you think is going to win MVP in the National League as well as the American League. But American League, I'm going to throw in a caveat there. Mike Trout, you can't pick Mike Trout; it's too obvious.
1: So, with um, that being said, typically, what is really nice um, when you have a typical baseball season is it's a long season, so they can pace themselves. Typically, once we get you know the All Star break, then they have to kind of get ramp up. People players start having to get noticed because it's a shortened season. They're going to have to hit the ground running. And that being said. I think we're going to see um, players that are normally late in the season as MVP talk are going to stand out a lot quicker. So, for national, for national and American League, I will say for American, I'm going with um, Matt Chapman. Probably national, Ronald Acuna Jr.
0: Matt Chapman is extremely, extremely good. He's he struggles with the same thing that uh, my guy Nolan Arenado struggles with. Don't not a lot of eyes in Oakland, um, especially now that they're playing. I I I'm so mad at baseball for not playing more afternoon games during all this. That's a different topic for another time. But Matt Chapman, Matt Chapman is awesome. Yeah, that's not a bad choice at all. And then you picked a Ronald Acuna Jr. from from the National League. That's not a that's not a bad choice either. He's a lot of fun to watch. I did hear uh, this past week of a fantasy baseball name called Acuna Matata. And I thought thought that fantasy baseball name was awesome. I want to steal it. I don't play fantasy baseball. I, I don't have time for it. But Acuna Matata is a cool name. I am fairly convinced. Maybe it's the national media. I don't know what it is. I'm fairly convinced that the National League MVP is going to come from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts got paid this past week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really kind of mildly looking forward to Major League Baseball getting canceled, and then Mookie Betts going uh, to play in another city where the Ranger or the Dodgers would have given him up, and then he never literally played a game in their in their uniform. I think that would have been a lot of fun. And now the exact opposite has happened. He signed a thirteen-year, three hundred ninety-two million dollar contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers, so I'm going to deal with that guy forever. But I don't, I don't know. I think the Dodgers, this, they seem to be all in. They got off to a rough start uh, on Thursday night, and then they ended up scoring eight runs. I I just think that that team is is locked in. I think the Dodgers are probably gonna gonna run away um, with another division title, and uh, they'll probably win the National League. Um, so I think the I think the the MVP from the National League will come from Bellinger. Bets I think on the uh, in the American League, the Yankees are looking looking pretty good. There's a lot of good talent on the yankees i don't think aaron judge can i don't think he has the capability to to win an MVP. i don't think he has enough all-around game i think he hits the ball hard but i don't think that necessarily means mvp gliber torres from that team i think is actually the most front-running mvp candidate uh, from the yankees matt chapman's a great choice Uh, i think we all can agree the front-runner is mike trout um, Anthony Rendon is playing third base now in, in Anaheim with Mike Trout, and he's going to be protected in the order by Mike Trout. He's going to get a lot of extra hits um, just because he's batting right behind Mike Trout. That's going to make a huge difference for him. He's going to see a lot more pitches, so he he could very well do it too. If I had to pick one, I think Matt Chapman's probably the answer, followed shortly, shortly by Anthony Rendon if I can't pick Mike Trout. But I already said who I think is going to go to the World Series from the National League. I just don't think the Dodgers are going to be stopped. It pains me to say it. Uh, but talking about the Dodgers, Ashley, we we both saw the opening night game against the Giants. I think that the cardboard cutouts for the fans in the stadium is a hilarious idea. One of the cardboard cutouts is Brad Paisley, which I thought was was pretty funny. But I know a lot, the A's and multiple other teams are putting cardboard cutouts of season ticket holders in their stadiums. And not only if their cardboard cutout gets hit by a foul ball, they're going to actually mail the foul ball to the fan. I think that's awesome. You hinted that you don't have a uh, as near fond of an opinion of these cardboard cutouts as I do.
1: I mean, what's the, what's the point of them being there? There's no real – they're not real. It doesn't really matter if fans are there or not. So why are we putting in
0: cardboard cutouts? I it's guess cool for like, the fan, though. Like, it's cool for the fan. Like, I would have absolutely done it if I had the option. I think it's cool.
1: I mean, from a fan standpoint, yes. But from a player, it's like, nobody's here. So I'd rather not, like, why? I, 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 I guess, but I'm not a big fan of it just because like, I don't understand why.
0: The Korean baseball organization, they... That one of the games they had on ESPN, they had a bunch of like stuffed carnival animals behind home plate. Like that was pretty cool too. I thought that was pretty fun. They had SpongeBob SquarePants like directly behind the umpire, basically calling balls and strikes. I thought it was funny. I think we could probably get get some creative stuff, but I think it's cool for the fans. Like, I mean, you'll never see you on TV, but I think the looks of it is pretty cool. But part of it is especially in Dodger Stadium, those nasty looking mustard yellow seats. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to stand at those. So cover it <laughs> up with Brad Paisley's face. Like, I'm going
1: think, that. I think if they did something cute, uh, cute or fun of having, you know, maybe like Brad Paisley or if they have like Babe Ruth, if they have like some sort of like celebrity famous baseball players, any athlete in the dance, I think that would be really funny. Spongebob. I think that's funny. But when it's just like regular people, I don't mean to sound like weird, but, or bad, but I just don't like that i think you'll get more people tuning in like oh my god the you know giants are playing i wonder who they're gonna have in their stands and all of a sudden you look and it's just like a hundred spun box. like that would be really cool to like see what they're going to do next because you know each team or each game they have to try to outdo each other with the ridiculousness that could be in the fans, in the stands
0: and I'm not ruling that out. There's a lot of teams that aren't doing this. I I think that that's possible. But regardless, I think we're probably going to be watching some the Dodgers in the World Series for the National League. In the American League, I really, man, the Angels eventually have to do something. And in a short year, um, like this, the Angels very well could do something. The Yankees, I'm I'm buying into the hype this year. I think the Yankees are good having Garrett Cole as your ace makes mm-hmm. a giant difference. I don't want it to be the Astros. I am very disappointed in how 2020s played out. We're not going to get a chance to boo the Astros as much as we want. Um, but we'll uh, we can bottle that up and, and kind of do that next year. But I think I'm going to go with Dodgers, Yankees, which will make the major league baseball very, very happy. How about you, Ashley?
1: Um, I agree. I have Dodgers, Yankees, Dodgers taking it. I don't don't want it to be Dodgers Astros because I think you have to have fans then <laughs> if it's gonna be a Dodgers Astro World Series. Like fans have to be in the stands because for that in the Dodge or for the Astros to get what they actually deserve, you know, in my opinion, in a lot of people's opinion. Um, but I hope it's not Astros and Dodgers. Like I hope because we all deserve fans to be in that stand. So I'm gonna go with you, Dodgers, Yankees, with um, the Dodgers taking
0: it. Oakland could very well make a run too. Oakland's really good. Tampa's really good too. Like I, there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of good teams, and you just don't know. Some really good team is getting it off to a really bad start, and they're gonna miss the playoffs altogether. It's gonna be weird. That's the 60 game season's gonna be weird.
1: Exactly, because they can't pace themselves anymore, like they usually do.
0: Even weirder for me last night is, is how the Dodgers lineup was set up. Um, I don't I can't believe this has turned into a Dodgers-centric episode. I did not expect that. But they had their lineup set where they had order one through nine. Um, the hitters were left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right, right, and then back to number one, left, right. Like they were alternating so much. A lot of rule changes in Major League Baseball. One, Great rule change. A relief pitcher has to face at least three batters or they have to finish the inning. Um, Uh That's going to speed up the game so much. I'm so excited about that, Um, except for the fact that my bullpen in Colorado is terrible. So we're going to get shelled. Uh, But um, but having the designated hitter in the National League, seeing that Dodger lineup last night, it's so weird. Now having the designated hitter in the National League kept Hunter Pence around, which is another reason why I'm bitter at it. I don't want to see Hunter Pence's face anymore. I'm done looking at the guy. Uh but having the designated hitter in the National League again is something I don't think we're ever going to go back to pitcher's hitting and that bums me out because that's going to remove a lot of strategy from 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 a baseball game and that really that's really kind of a bummer. Especially the National League teams they're just not set up to have Yeah. They're just not. Set, I mean, now it's exciting that hey, like Trevor Story can come out of the out of the lineup for the day. He doesn't have to play shortstop, but you can still have his bat in the lineup. Um, so, I mean, there's there's good things there, but and it it forced the the Braves to go out and sign Yasiel Puig. He was going to kind of be their DH specialist, and and then he <laughs> tests, and then he tests positive for the coronavirus, and then the contract he agreed to is no longer there yeah. anymore. Like that was. I mean, not that a coronavirus positive test is funny, but that one was pretty comical to it me,
1: was, to be honest. It, it was because it, was it less than 24
0: hours? It was. It was less than 48 for sure. It was. It was like a day or two.
1: Because I remember messaging you, be like, "Oh my gosh," you like, oh, you missed a sunny Puig," and then like the next mo- day, I was like, "Well, never mind." <laughs>
0: yeah, about that. Yeah, but, but it, yeah. It, if you think about if you think about Puig when he was in LA, hey Atlanta, we'll see you soon. Like now he's gonna go play in Atlanta. Like it's all weird.
1: I, I agree. The designated hitter hit I because it made the, the National League look at their roster and be like, what are we going to do? Who are we going to pull? And I, when that happened, I was like, no, this is interesting um, because they were, not as you said, they were not set up to do this. This was never part of their roster, and now it is. Um, so they are definitely going to be – they're going to get creative.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I hate it now, and then first game – Rockies game is Friday night and they're probably going to have bases loaded third inning two outs and the nine spots coming up and it's not the pitcher I'm going to be kind of excited about it at that point. So I mean it is it is what it is but say goodbye to the double switch. Um, that's kind of a bummer I I don't enjoy much more in baseball than a good double switch moving some guy to left field and put the pitcher at like sixth in the order like it's it's just fun but it's kind of sad. But, Ashley, when we talk about Major League Baseball, there's a lot of of fun stuff about Major League Baseball. We've covered a lot of the 2020 season. Now I want to talk in more general terms. I want to hear what you think is – first off, let's go with what's the best ballpark that you've ever been to. Have you been to a lot of different ballparks?
1: I haven't gotten a chance to go to a lot of different ballparks in the sense of watching a lot of baseball, like, like I said, you know, I'm newly coming into baseball. You know, I learned some things and still learning more and more. But um, I've gone to definitely a lot of baseball games for concerts. But um, I will say from baseball games that I've actually been to, I will actually say Miller Park in Milwaukee is just architectural. It is just a very cool park. With I'm also a big fan of the I think I personally think all baseball games should have them. But I get some people don't like them. So I think Miller Park is, especially the way they have the design of the retractable room. Some, you know, baseball parks, it's a very easy, like, retractable room, like Tropicana Field for the Rays, where it's more, with Milwaukee, it doesn't kind of look that way. They have kind of like these little, like, half circles going over the stadium. um, So it's not really just flat across, which is a lot of ballparks. So I really like Milwaukee Fields. I have gone to, and I will say it, Kaminsky um, Park in Chicago. Park.
0: It's Kaminsky, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but I will say as an honorable mention, Wrigley Field. Um, I think that's kind of one of those that all baseball fans, you know, true baseball fans have to go to. Wrigley is, it's very beautiful, especially in the summer when the vine's on it and it's just, you feel the. The history of the Cubs when you walk into that when you walk in there, um, that would be my honorable mention. What about you?
0: Yeah, I've been to eight ballparks. I it's harder. It's easier for me to answer worst ballpark I've been in. And you mentioned it, Tropicana Field in Tampa. <laughs> it's just a warehouse mm-hmm. with a baseball colored roof. It's a terrible decision. I hope Tampa gets gets that new stadium that they're going for. I do enjoy a good indoor baseball game. I mean, that was kind of nice. The best seats I've ever had at a baseball game was in Tampa. Uh, my little brother and I went to watch the Rockies there last year, and we were literally the seats right next to the dugout. Uh, so that was that was fun. But that stadium overall just just horrendous. But they do have uh, cups that they sell, and you get free refills on soda the entire game. So jumping up the, jumping up the rankings there. That was nice. Um, I've been to, I've been to Chicago. Um, I've been to Wrigley field. I've not been to Kaminsky, uh, but I, I've been to Wrigley field. I had a nice hookup where I actually got to tour the TV production trucks, as well as the video board room at, wow. at Wrigley field. So that was co- kind of cool to see how, how all that goes. Uh, and I was in Chicago during star Wars celebration so they were getting ready to put a bunch of Star Wars stuff on the video board and show the new Rise of Skywalker trailer on the video board. John Favreau threw out the first pitch. That was really cool. Like, I mean, so that was a, a clashing of uh, – and the Angels were playing that day. Mike Trout didn't play. That was a bummer. But the seats I had at Wrigley really kind of took it down a notch for me just because I was – A, behind a pole, and B, under an overhang. I couldn't even see the video board from where we were sitting because the roof above us just extended out so far. Uh, So, I mean, that was kind of a bummer. But I was, hey, man, I got to go to Wrigley Field. I never had been to Wrigley Field. I've been to Atlanta. That, if they are going to play in a bubble, Atlanta SunTrust Park or Mm -hmm. whatever it's called now— just that's that ballpark is set up perfectly for a bubble type environment because there's nothing specific to the Atlanta Braves in that stadium. Yeah, there's a, there's a swirling A at the top, um, but that's the size of the Chick fil A billboard that they have right next to it. Like, there's nothing specific to the Braves at that park. I was really disappointed in that.
1: It's a very neutral ballpark,
0: it's so new. Like, the seats are like a, a just a neutral gray, like, it, I don't know. Um, the retractable roof. I've been to I've been to Miller Park in Milwaukee, um, Miami. That retractable roof, especially with the glass windows that they have at the back that they can open when they have the roof open. Um, I actually went to back-to-back games when the Rockies were in town in Miami a couple years ago. Where Friday night it was raining, roof was closed, everything was set. Saturday night, roof was open. It was beautiful. Just having that. Now, if they could put a major league field, a major league product on the field in Miami, that's a different story. Right? Um, yeah. The, I was ballpark,
1: them. <laughs> the
0: ballpark is gorgeous. It, I loved it. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I've been to Bush New Bush Stadium in St. Louis. It's atmospherically um, a really fun ballpark. The fans are the fans are always engaged. That's a lot of fun. Um, and the I've been to the Chase Field in Arizona, but I've never stepped foot in the stadium during a game, so I don't count that. And then obviously Coors Field, this is where I will argue with uh, in Colorado, where I will argue with every baseball stadium needs a roof because the looks that you have out of the back of that stadium with the mountains back there, the sunsets you get, you wouldn't get it if you had indoor, if you had an indoor ballpark. Uh, and it it's just, it's gorgeous. It's an awesome ballpark. I've been going there since I was seven years old when it opened in 1995. I, again, I'm biased. I'm a Rockies fan. I will fully admit it, but that ballpark is gorgeous and there's nothing there's nothing more fun to than watching a game there yeah
1: I you have those kind of views um I can completely understand why you would not want that
0: and I'm convinced myself that that's why the Rockies don't go to the playoffs more often because it's cold (laughs) I went I was at the I was at the uh game three of the 2018 playoffs at Coors Field and it was so cold that day like it was so cold but I was also at game 163 in 2007, the game where famously Matt Holiday did not touch home plate when he busted his chin open. Um, I was sitting down the right field line at that game. That game was awesome. And there's just – if there was a roof on that place, I would have lost my hearing. But September baseball, October baseball, it can get cold, but I I would be very disappointed if my team had a roof. Yeah. Um, how, about, how about the best jersey? Ashley, who do you think Major League Baseball has the best jersey?
1: I had to do some thinking about it, and then it just hit me, and it's true. Arizona D-backs. Oh, no. I, know. I They're I, awful. I, I love their jerseys. Um, They're really hot. They kind of make you want to switch teams just so you can wear their jerseys, because
0: I love their jerseys. With that uh, teal outline? Oh, no. Yeah. I, that's, that's my least favorite jersey in Apparently, the game. I, I oh. love Arizona jerseys
1: they to me hands down they're sexy jerseys i gotta be honest they are
0: they're great if we're talking if we're talking like randy johnson white pinstripe vest with the purple and green arizona a like i'm in on that but oh man no i do not like the arizona jerseys at all that that caught me off guard that uh wow yeah uh Yeah, my favorite jersey, honestly, it's an alternate jersey. Uh, the Oakland A's new green, bright green, I think they're calling it Kelly green jersey with says athletics and yellow right across the front with the yellow trimming down the center. That is a sweet looking jersey. I, I really like I really like those ones. Anything baby blue, the Blue Jays, the twins actually have a baby blue. The Rangers have a baby blue. The Rays baby blue jersey. They all just look fantastic. So I mean I will definitely get me a Bo baby blue Blue Jays jersey. I think that might have to happen. I cannot believe you went with the Arizona Diamondbacks jerseys. That blows my mind.
1: I I know. I I just love their jerseys. I love their color. I I don't know much about their baseball team, but they have the best jerseys, I think. So um they have my full support when it comes to jerseys.
0: Fair enough. How about logos? Who has the best logo?
1: Um, Oakland A. And um I know uh, your cat some people are probably gonna be like, what's so special? But it's a very specific that you'll see on Oakland A's. It is Stomper, their mascot, which is an elephant. And so he's not a new Stomper is a newer mascot, but they've always had an elephant um occasionally on their um jerseys and their logos. His history is actually goes all the way back to I believe it's nineteen oh one. When the New York Giants manager, John McGraw, called the, at the time, the Philadelphia Athletics, they were called the White Elephants. Connie Mack, who was the manager at the time, took offense to that, um, and he slapped an elephant on the team's logo. So they've had an elephant ever since then. Stomper is actually, as a mascot, he's really cool, but I love the Oakland A's when they have elephant slash Stomper um, on the logo. So that's my absolute favorite.
0: Yeah, that elephant logo, they have it on the sleeves of their jerseys. That's a that's a really cool logo. Um, I tried to think of my favorite logo, and I was having a hard time just removing the spring training logos that they have. For example, the Mets have, have that blue hat with the orange front and Mr. Med on the front of it. That's a really cool logo. The Tampa Bay has the Sunburst logo. I really like that one, too. Um, there's a lot of cool logos on those spring training hats, but I'm not going to I'm not going to allow the spring training logo to kind of take it over for me. The Minnesota Twins logo with that TC, um, the Twin Cities. I really like the Baltimore Oriole, that cartoonish-looking Oriole as well. I think the Washington Nationals need to change from the Walgreens W.
1: That's the W. I keep Every time I look at that, I was like, that W is so familiar, but I just never place it. Walgreens, that's it. Thanks. At the corner of Happy
0: and Healthy. Every time I come across somebody at work wearing a, a Nationals hat, and that happened a lot when they were in the World Series last year, I'd say, "Hey, cool Walgreens hat," and they wouldn't get the joke. They would think that I was just an idiot, uh, which I am, but it's not because of that. Um, but the best logo in baseball, actually, I think you'll you'll be happy with this is the Milwaukee Brewers. That glove, that mitt logo with the MB. Um, I will not admit how old I was before I realized it wasn't just a a glove and it was actually an M and a B. Um, I did not know that for until I was like seriously like 18 years old. I just wasn't seeing it. Um, But the fact that they're bringing that logo back with a navy blue instead of that lighter blue that they used to have on it. Speaking of jerseys, that new navy blue with the yellow trim Milwaukee jersey that they have, I really, I don't, I don't care for that team much, uh, but I that glove logo. There's no better logo in baseball.
1: It was close. I will say they were they were definitely in there, but I didn't want to seem so biased with Milwaukee. There's I I would also say the Diamondbacks have a really good one. Diamondbacks in general, their imaging and consulting whoever's on that did a really good job. Um, I think that's really cool. Even though their mascot is a bobcat and not a like a rattlesnake, like some people think. But uh, they they have a nice one. I think the White Sox also, um, because they actually have so many different styles of theirs. I think that's a good one. And I know you don't want to hear it again, um, but the Dodgers, it's classic. Dodgers on it. It's a very classic look. Um, So there's there not too
0: bad. The only Dodger I like is Benny the Jet Rodriguez from the Sandlot.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: We'll move on to our final topic, our ultimate question.
1: You know, of all the stupid questions you guys have asked me, this is the best question
0: you've ever asked me. Seriously. We hope you enjoyed that sound effect. That is our homage to SVP and Rosillo that they used for the final segment for their show every day. We are going to put that in each and every episode Ashley and I are big SVP and Russillo fans. As good as the Levitard show is, SVP and Russillo will always be my number one, and there's nothing any better. And Ashley likes SVP and Russillo because she has a giant crush on, of all people, Ryan Rossillo.
1: I do. Um, I do have a crush on Ryan Rossillo. He is easily in my top five of celebrity crushes, like, hands down. It's not even, like, a secret at all. Like, if somebody asked me to name my top five, like, Ryan in there even though a lot of people would not know who he is. Hey, he um,
0: played in the celebrity all-star game at the basketball, at the NBA all-star game. He qualifies yeah. as a celebrity.
1: He is just He's just so smart. He's sarcastic. Dry sense of humor like you and I have. But, yeah, Ryan is a huge guy.
0: That's well, hilarious to me. I would take his muscles, no question. Uh, but, Ashley, this week's ultimate question. The Houston Astros had an over-under in Las Vegas for 162 regular baseball season. Their over-under for hit-by-pitches was 83-and-a-half. Now, if we prorate that same number for a 60-game season, will the Astros be hit more or less than 30-and-a-half times in a 60-game season?
1: Hammer the over. (laughs) Because the teams are going to realize they have a lot of time to make up for it because they don't have that many games to hit the Astros. So it's going to be well over.
0: I'm I'm taking the over of 30.5 as well. I... They already hit three, the Royals hit them three times just the other day in a, in a scrimmage game, so that doesn't even count. Uh, I think players are still mad. I I don't think they're going to let the pandemic kind of get, get over it. The fact that the Astros did what they did, but then showed absolutely zero remorse, they're just jerks. I'm going to be disappointed if this, this comes in under. I do want uh, the Astros to get hit by a pitch, not menacingly. I don't want them to be injured, but I want it to hurt. And I want them to get hit by a few fastballs this year. I'm going to take the over of Astros hit by pitches over 30.5 as well.
1: I think that's what upset more. I think that's what upset a lot of people is they showed no remorse. What happened? They didn't care.
0: They just said, I'm sorry. So that should be good enough. And that's not good enough to me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's like, I know a lot of fans are kind of ashamed that, you know, they're not going to get the season they were hoping when it came to Astros. So uh, teams are incidentally going to take it into their own hands to show their own form of punishment to the Astros. And we'll see what carry, if we get a 2021 season, we'll see if anything carries over to that season too. Yeah. The 20,
0: 2021 season is going to be labor unrest. It's not even going to be coronavirus-related. It's going to be crazy. So, but that does end our episode this week. We'd like to thank you for listening. Ashley, anything you'd like to tell the people?
1: No. Um, like we said, we're all happy that sports are back. So we got... Major League Baseball, you've got basketball, MLS going on, hockey. So, you know, hunker down, stay safe, watch your sport.
0: You can find us on Twitter at basportspod, or you can shoot us an email at basportspod at gmail.com. You can find me on CKCC Radio at United WeFan, where we discuss all things fandom. And we'd like to thank you for listening. Have a great day. People will come, Ray people
1: will most definitely come